Tell me something now, boy Just hurting me and leaving me give you joy Hello, it's Harrison. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, preferably five stars. But um, yeah, please do five stars. Thank you. Um, follow us on Spotify and check out our Instagram. Take a screenshot um, of you listening now, share it on your story, tag the podcast account. Anyway, I'm probably rambling on now. So it's time for the episode. Enjoy. So I wrote it in a song. I guess nothing lasts forever And believe me now I've moved on, I don't know Hey everyone, how are things? How are we? Welcome back to another episode of It's Good to Talk. Today I'm super excited to be joined via Zoom by Flo, known online as Glam by Flo. So welcome to It's Good to Talk, Flo. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, I've been rushing around this morning. I was up in Manchester this morning and now I'm back in London. So busy, but good. <laughs> it's good to stay busy. It's important to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Do you like being busy or do you do you prefer to be a bit more chilled? I like being busy. Yeah. I feel like if I don't have lots of stuff in my calendar, I will put stuff in my calendar, <laughs> even if it's not always the best decision. Um, but yeah, I like being busy. I feel like if I don't have things to do that day, I really struggle with like motivation that day. Do you know what I mean? Like if I haven't got like, if I'm not filming that day or if I haven't got anywhere to go or even just a little thing like going to Tesco. So mm-hmm. like then I don't see any point in like getting up and getting sorted and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Tell me about it. Now at the start of all the episodes, we do something called poll of the week. So I'll stick a question on my story. It'll be anything random and we'll see what people think and then they send in their responses we can discuss theirs and discuss ours so um this week's question to the audience was have you ever been in love um and I thought that it would be mainly no because I feel like that carries quite a lot of weight that like Mm -hmm. sentence is 56% yes and 44% no which I mean it's pretty it's pretty half and half but I actually thought it'd be higher on the no side yeah, I guess it depends as well how like probably how old your audience yeah. is as well. Because I guess the older you are, the more likely you are to have been in love, mm-hmm. I guess. But I guess it can happen at any age, really. Exactly. Um, so we've got three responses from people. This first one was actually I saw and I was like, it took a completely different take on the question, which was quite interesting. Um, so they've said, one of my best friends that I've known since we were babies, I would say, I love them so much. And if anything ever happened to them, I know it would break me. We've got a bond like I've never had with any other friend. Um, we grew up together. And even when they moved away years ago, we stayed really close. We don't message every day or even every week. But whenever we see each other, it's like we've been together the whole time. I think we underestimate the power of platonic love. I was oh like, that really God. took a different way on the question it's really That's sweet actually so sweet wow oh my god I think platonic love is so like underestimated as well mm. That's no so I agree I was just most people were just saying kind of the usual of yeah you know got a girlfriend got a boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. and then I saw that and I was like that's really interesting actually it took a completely different take on the question yeah. um now this one says, no, I've only been in one relationship and I don't think I fell in love with him because it turned out he wasn't my soulmate. And I think there's one person you're meant to meet and fall in love with at some point in your life and it wasn't him. Do you, what do you think about that? Do you feel like there's a person out there or? 
I don't really know, you know, no, I feel I, like I, I, I haven't really thought about that too much, to be fair. I think that I don't think that there's like necessarily one person out there who's the right. one and there's only one of that person, you know, I right. think we love lots of different people for lots of different reasons throughout your life and yeah. it'll change as you get older and as you change as well and as they change so I don't think there's just in my opinion I don't think there's necessarily like one person yeah. but at the same time I think it's totally fair to be in a relationship with someone and realize that you aren't in love with them and they're not the person yeah. that you kind of want to be with ultimately because I guess yeah. that's what the whole you know dating and being in a relationship thing is for you know you're not it's not normal to get into one relationship I mean it's obviously amazing if you do but yeah it's not normal to get into one relationship and be with that one person no. in your life you know it's trying different experiences and doing different yeah. things and meeting different people and seeing which person kind of clicks best with you I guess yeah no I agree I think if there was one person I feel like that would be a very hard to find unless maybe yeah. you're meant to meet that person or whatever but I do think it's there's probably a type of person that you're meant to meet in the sense of yeah. just personality and lifestyle and how it kind of works with you because for example I like we were saying I like to be really busy and stuff like that and if I had someone that I don't know was the opposite and didn't have as much motivation I feel like it wouldn't work with my lifestyle because I'm very like want to go out and do stuff and keep exactly, busy. Exactly yeah I feel like people can kind of become that person as well mm -hmm. like they're not necessarily yeah. going to be that person when you meet them but mm, through true. spending more time together you'll kind of pick up each other's habits and see what yeah. the other person needs and the other person wants and obviously not change sort of core things about you but yeah. you sort of grow together I guess yeah. yeah that's true that's true um the last one that I've got here is yes I feel like I'm in love with my current boyfriend I feel a really special connection with him he's also coming to winter wonderland with me and my family this year too and he's definitely my first love I thought that was so sweet that's so sweet I love winter wonderland oh my goodness that's Same. so nice as well with with family as well yeah when like your boyfriend or girlfriend becomes kind of like a part of your family it's mm. such a nice thing isn't it yeah, I think that's um, I think that's like such a, a milestone in a relationship mm. as well. Like it, when the family is really involved, it's not just about meeting them, but if you, you know you're going to London and doing this and doing that together, yeah. that is really nice. I feel like Winter Wonderland as well is is a good, it's got to be a good day idea. Yeah, that's a great great day. <laughs> um, okay. Um, what have you been up to today so far? You touched on it um slightly at the start, but. I'm nosy that's why I <laughs> why I interview what what have, how was um how have you spent the day so far um well yesterday I actually yeah I went up to Manchester which I haven't done in years I very rarely go to Manchester huh. um, but I had a makeup event with look fantastic uh -huh. um last night so that was really good fun I went to that and there were lots of cool people there there were lots of Love Island people there yeah. um Wes Nelson performed as well which was amazing yeah um and met lots of like the kind of because I go to lots of events in London I don't often yeah. meet different people you know it's not right. also seeing yeah. people in Manchester was really really nice um and then I stayed the night in Manchester and then this morning I got a relatively early train back 
And then I had to film some content for a brand. Um, I had a call with my manager. Um, and then this. Yeah. So it's been a busy day, but great fun. I mean, I love it. So I love it when it's busy. That's good. See, I don't know if this is a popular or unpopular opinion, but I much prefer winter to summer. Oh my God, me too. Okay, me fine. Too. Thank God I found someone. It's definitely an unpopular opinion. That's and what like, I thought. I mean, there are certain aspects of summer that are definitely better. Like, I hate the fact that it starts getting dark at like three o'clock, but just like snow and Christmas yeah. and coziness. I love it. Like London at winter is so much better. Like just walking down Oxford Street and Regent Street yeah. and the lights. And... The lights. It's literally like magical. It is. I'm definitely a much more of a much more of a wintry person than in summery, I think. Okay. I'm glad I found someone that is because I've been saying this and people <laughs> have been like, mm, no. And I'm like, come on. Someone has <laughs> got to be coming overhyped. overhyped. Yeah, I think so. I'm not, I'm honestly not that much of a summer fan to be honest unless I'm like on holiday yeah and I feel like I can appreciate it but in the UK uh-huh. we just don't get the weather to appreciate it as much exactly like summer in the UK is very different to the sort of beachy you know yeah. beachy summery vibes yeah. summer in the UK is literally just hot sweaty no one's got air yeah. conditioning so no. it's always uncomfortable yeah yeah it's not yeah that's good <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, is there anything you've been watching at the minute? Any podcasts you've been listening to? Any particular music, TV, Netflix? Any recommendations? So it's so basic. It's so basic. But anything goes by Emma Chamberlain. Emma Chamberlain. You know what? Now this, I actually haven't listened to it yet. Obviously, I've seen it. Oh my god! Is it worth a listen to? I could not recommend okay. a piece of content by somebody more like okay. I am fully I so I loved Emma Chamberlain before I started listening to her podcast but it was the kind right. of thing where I'd I'd watch a video once maybe every week or two and it was just kind of a video I'd have on in the background while I was eating or tidying or doing something like that and then right. a friend recommended me to listen to anything goes and I actually never listened to podcasts before that right. I was kind of like mm, am I gonna like this like it's not really my kind of thing but it is so good you literally like you will listen to it and by the time you've listened to two or three episodes you will feel like she's your best friend she just oh I love it so much you have to listen to it okay no I will I followed it on Spotify like it's there so I I know Mm -hmm. I need to but I you've given me the boost to go and actually it's so interesting to listen to as like a content creator as well because although obviously the majority of her audience are people who consume social media but don't create on social media she is amazing at talking to both content creators and viewers and just talking very very openly about social media and mental health and how she views and as well because she lives in LA um and she's obviously one of the like biggest like youtubers currently in in LA probably she's just so well known at the minute um it's so interesting seeing like a very personal insight into the kind of celebrity LA lifestyle and how she feels about it and she just it's amazing you kind of peel away the layers of kind of celebrity almost and she is the most normal lovely person underneath it all even though she has 
this massive following you know oh I just I couldn't recommend it more it's so good <laughs> okay that's definitely one to listen to I I love podcasts like I listen to them every night when I go to bed I always put a podcast really? on like it's just part of my routine now it's just set what um, are your favorites because I've I've almost finished anything goes okay. now I need some more right let me go let's go on to Spotify <laughs> and let's have a look because uh, yeah, I love podcasts. I think they're really good. I think they've definitely become a lot bigger recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the Diary of a CEO. Have you heard of that? Who's it by? Stephen Bartlett. Ooh, I haven't heard of that one. That's really good. It's very businessy and it's very like the questions he asks are very like quite deep thinking and like, um, yeah, very like motivational and stuff like that. Now, I wanted to, of course, talk about social media and your journey on social media. Um, when and why did you start social media? How did it all kind of come about? So I started social media about five years ago. So right. when I was 14, so I was quite right. young when I started. And I basically just started my Instagram account yeah. as kind of a place to almost make a gallery for myself right images of makeup looks that I'd done on myself or just kind of a place to because you obviously have to take makeup off at a certain point yeah I kind of just wanted to a place exactly yeah Yeah. have it not just be gone and have like three hours or whatever almost like a journal of those looks Mm. you can see the journey exactly yeah so I kind of just started my Instagram by like taking photos of you know my makeup looks and posting them and I didn't really have any intention of making it a a big thing at all I didn't even know that it really could be a proper job I mean I knew that there were people like Zoella um, who were doing YouTube in that way but Instagram wasn't so much you know a thing especially when I started on it Um, and then um, the thing that kind of kick-started everything for me was um, a girl that I went to school with who I I kind of knew but I wasn't like super good friends with her right. um, she sent me a message one day saying hey Flo I've seen your your makeup account have you ever considered filming videos right and this was over one of the summer holidays um, one of my school summer holidays and I had considered doing videos but I was always way too scared to do it Mm. Um, I feel like every content creator kind of has that like initial oh my god putting that part of me like out for the world is so scary Um, so I kind of considered it but I always thought no I can't do it because I'll be made fun of at school or you know all that kind of thing but then when this girl messaged me as I say I wasn't like super good friends with her and I saw her definitely as kind of one of the cool girls you know um and so her messaging me that and it being the middle of the summer holidays kind of made me think you know what maybe I should maybe I should do it you know what's 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 gonna happen that's gonna go that badly wrong you know people might make a bit of fun of me when I go back to school but by then I'll have posted a couple of videos so it'll be yeah Um, so I literally just like set up my iPhone four or five or whatever it was. Um, I used a a bed sheet as a backdrop, um, literally the most basic setup ever. And I filmed my first makeup video and for some reason, and I literally have no idea why, 
um because it really wasn't anything all that special um <laughs> but Huda Beauty um who had 30 million followers on Instagram at the time wow. reposted my first ever video wow and I was just kind of in shock like I was literally yeah. it's very I, I acted quite young for my age as well and I was quite young for my age and I looked young for my age so just this kind of young girl getting my video suddenly thrown out onto the internet yeah and having so many people that I knew see it and messaging yeah. about it it was obviously incredibly scary yeah. <laughs> but it was super exciting because it was like wow this is something that people actually like to see and it kind of gave me a purpose yeah. to keep creating content and kind of push aside my fears about it because I could if people yeah. made fun of it I could be like well it got this many views or yeah. this posted it, you yeah. know so I got very lucky at the start I think um you know having that initial big push um and I just kind of kept going with it really and then moved on to TikTok moved on to YouTube and I just absolutely love it so I have stuck with it for five years and now I'm doing it full time so it's crazy how it can literally just go from one person messaging you yeah. to literally your whole life changed um, must be quite nice as well because at the start it was nothing more than a hobby and mm -hmm. now it's a career that must be so like they always say don't they or I can't remember exactly how the saying goes but it's like if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life and I feel yeah. like you think that really like relates to you in that sense. yeah I mean I am so so lucky to be able to do what I do like it's literally like so many people's dream and it's yeah. my dream as well and the fact I get to do it is absolutely crazy to me um I mean I think the the saying you know you never work a day in your life is partly true because obviously you love it but there are certain things that when it does become a job, you don't love so much. <laughs> there are lots of sides of it, which, you know, to, to viewers, all mm. I do is sit at my desk and put makeup on my face all day, every day, you know, um, or go to events or, you know, all that kind of thing. But there is so much behind the scenes stuff that you don't see, which is annoying and fiddly and, yeah. you know, difficult. And there's no one there telling you what to do because, you, you know you're doing it kind of on your own um there isn't a boss telling you what to do you have to literally yeah. rule yourself kind of every day and motivate yourself which yeah. you know, when you love it is easier than it would be with most jobs but it's still you know still definitely a job <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do see what you what you what you mean yeah um one thing that I saw and I saw it on TikTok along with lots of other people um was the videos of you going up to people in the public um in London and you can explain in a second kind of what it was but I saw it and I thought it was great and it was absolutely great content but I wanted to know more about the behind the scenes of that because I know personally like I can be in certain situations can be a little bit socially anxious I know a lot of people can and the thought of going yeah. up to people what tell people what it was you were doing and how it kind of all became an idea and turned into something. Yeah, so yeah, these videos, I, I basically just um, go out in London mm. um, with a friend of mine who very kindly films for me. And we literally just go to very popular places in London, like uh, Covent Garden or Oxford Street. And I go yeah. up to people and 
ask them basically if there's a makeup brand or a product that they've ever wanted to try mm. and then when they sort of tell me what it is that they want to try I say can you wait here and I will run off to the nearest shop and I'll buy it for them and basically surprise them with it um and so obviously it's very short videos they're often you know less than a minute always less than a minute really often less than yeah. seconds but they take about it's a full day's work getting two of those videos, I would wow. say, um, because it, it the amount of time that it takes is really ridiculous. Um, and it is the most time that I put into the shortest content, if that makes yeah. sense, that yeah. I do. Um, and you are so right that it is so ridiculously nerve wracking. Like uh, the first time that I did it, I yeah. was fully shaking, like my hands were shaking just everything I was so nervous um but I think it's it's one of those things where that's kind of why the videos do quite well I think is just because, because it's something that other people don't do exactly yeah it's where it's like oh gosh and I yeah I am terrified of talking to like other people that I don't know anyway yeah. like I'm that one person who will get their friend to order food for me because right. I'm too scared to do it you know but I think I just get to that that point where I'm like just do it just like literally there's a person there they're going to walk past in a minute as well like I have a very set like small amount of time that I can do it in because yeah. people are going about their day and I just have to go right I'm doing it and I literally just I kind of just pretend that I'm somebody else. I pretend that I'm someone who I think is really confident, you know? Right. So like I pretend that I was my favorite YouTuber who was always going out and vlogging yeah. and publishing stuff. And it is a really good like um, exercise in confidence <laughs> building. I've felt a lot of confidence since doing it, but it is so nerve wracking. Um, and getting turned down is like, the worst that's one thing I was going to ask actually how tell me some situations where people may or may not have turned you down yeah so most of the time the people that I go up to are so lovely so so uh -huh. lovely like 99% of the time they are just the loveliest people but yeah. every now and then you I mean there was one time when I was stood outside outside Selfridges yeah. and I saw a group of uh, two girls I always try to go up to like people in a group so it's not so intense on them you yeah know? Um, but there were these two girls sat opposite Selfridges and yeah. I went up to them and the, th the first thing that I have to ask is would you be up for being in TikTok with me because I obviously don't want to film them if they're right. not okay with that um, and so with that comes a lot of like oh my god what's she gonna yeah, make like what do? for like, like what do I have to do are you gonna make yeah. me dance in the middle of Oxford street like yeah. people's initial reactions to being asked to be on the TikTok is no way in hell are you getting me to yeah. do that you know? um so I went up to these girls and I said would you be up for being in a TikTok with me you don't have to do anything embarrassing you literally just have to like answer a question and just stay here for five minutes right. I don't want to tell them that I have to like go and get the product. yeah um and they just like looked at each other and just started laughing and I was stood there like oh my god and um they said we're actually waiting for our bus like our bus is about to come and I said okay no worries at all because obviously you know they've got somewhere to be they've got somewhere to be yeah um so I said okay no worries at all um and I'd basically already given them a bit of information about what I was filming so I basically just said I needed to ask them what their favorite makeup product was and they'd already said no like we're not up for doing it and I said that's perfectly right. fine obviously if they don't want to do it that's fine um 
But as I was like walking away, they said, were you going to buy it for us? And it was like, it wasn't in a way that was like, oh, were you, were you going to buy it for us? It was like, were you going to buy it for us? Yeah, like, like this, this, right, Louise, this could have been good. Yeah. Like, we turn this down, we could have got a free palette out of this. Literally, literally, it was just like, oh, were you going to buy it? And I was just like, well, I'm, Excuse I'm, me. yeah, it really threw me off. And, and when you have one experience like that, it gets in your head and makes you think, right. oh God, this group that I go up to are going to be the same, you know? I mean, even that wasn't that bad. It was just a bit like... What did so you respond with or did you just keep walking off? I literally just... I, I, I think I was kind of still stood by them at that point. And I said, I just didn't know what to say in all honesty, because I didn't want to be like, yeah, I was. But I also didn't want to be like, no. So I just kind of said, I maybe would have done, you know. But oh, it, right. the energy that I got just wasn't great. It, was, it, it, was, it wasn't even necessarily what they said. It was just kind of the, they must have, like, I feel like if someone came up to me and said, would you be up for being in a TikTok? And they were obviously a little bit shy and nervous as well. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, of course. Or, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I can't right now, you know. But yeah. they were very much like, that's so weird. Like, judging, it just, oh. Yeah, I feel like as teens ourselves as well, like, we've, but I know I wouldn't, but just being at school and seeing so many different kinds of people that are kind of between our ages that I can imagine that do you know what I mean just yeah. because there are a lot of teenagers that are like we're better than you exactly Don't come over to me oh you're buying yeah. something back here yeah come back. Back. exactly exactly come back I'm gonna get something out of this yeah exactly yeah but most of the time luckily people are absolutely lovely they are just yeah so sweet and it makes it so worth it as well just I love getting the reactions from people. As yeah. Well. It's very nice to see. That's the rewarding bit at the end. Um, how does it actually feel? Like when you look, obviously we said about with Sitsi, those numbers become people and you can put the faces to those names. But how is it when you look, you open your phone and you head onto TikTok and you're seeing 1.6M or you're heading onto Instagram and you're seeing 590K or YouTube and seeing the 70K? How is it seeing them numbers? Does it feel real? Obviously, you've been on quite a journey through social media, whereas I feel like a lot of the time, especially with TikTok, people can blow up from a video or a few videos, whereas if you've really like, hustled your way <laughs> Do you think it does feel quite real because it's built up or does it still surprise you when you actually go hang on a sec yeah it definitely doesn't feel real definitely not and I mean yeah like obviously the the work side of it feels very real you know the fact that I can get jobs through it and stuff that feels very real because that's what I'm pretty much doing all day every day um but thinking about literally 1.6 million people like even right now, kind of when you're saying it, I'm like, wait, that's not me. Like, you, you've got yeah. the wrong part, you know? Like, it doesn't feel at all like me because I, th- I think partly because it happened so slowly, it wasn't like a wake up and, oh, my God, there's this many yeah. people. But it didn't happen slowly. But, you know, it wasn't like overnight success. Like, yeah. it was people. So there was never kind of the, oh, okay, I've made it now. It was like, oh, my God, wow, we've reached... 100k that's crazy oh my god we've reached 200k like what's going on and it just kind of if anything I think I felt more not excited about but more shocked by hitting 50k on Instagram 
than I did by hitting a million on TikTok just because it was the first thing where I was like oh my god yeah. this is a lot of people like I, I I remember sort of comparing however many followers um however many people there were in my school to my following and imagining my whole school sat in assembly and being like that group of people times by a hundred or yeah. 200 or whatever is my following and it that that blows my mind thinking about that is weird but when I just go about my daily life and I you know go, do just regular things that anybody yeah. does like go to the shop or go for a walk or you know wake yeah. up in the morning like I don't think about it really at all yeah um the only time I really properly think about it is I think when I'm sort of creating the content and being very careful about you know the fact that there are literally 1.6 million people right. watching and that comes with responsibility you know um so I feel like that's the only time really but apart from that it just doesn't feel real at all and I don't think it ever will <laughs> I think you're right having that number on the screen comes with responsibility but I think also it's it's pressure on yourself because like we said this hobby is now your job so if something goes wrong let's say something's misunderstood mm -hmm. that's your job on the line you know yeah. in a lot of other jobs a mistake that because uh, sometimes it will be a, a genuine mistake yeah. that can be misunderstood can mm -hmm. you know you usually would not get fired from your job yeah. do you know what I mean Tesco are not going to turn around and <laughs> in get out of here <laughs> the, uh, the uh, staff club card and off you go like <laughs> whereas with this job because it's down to the public mm -hmm. sometimes that does happen does that come with an extra responsibility on yourself because of the fact it's your income yes a hundred percent I mean the the main thing that I just have to keep in mind pretty much every single day is that everything I have could be gone in an instant whether that's through something that I do or whether that's through you know TikTok suddenly being unavailable in the UK or whatever like right. it's so like yeah. balanced and it could so easily just be gone um and so I do have to really really appreciate what I have right now and not take any of it kind of for granted because it could literally be gone tomorrow um but yeah the fact that knowing that one very small mistake you know something that even isn't a mistake in the time, but is taken out of context, you know, something that you didn't even think could be a problem. Yeah. Then taken out of context can make everything just go for you. And then it's, I literally would be, I'd have to go back to school. I'd have to go to uni. Like I'd have to find something else that I could do because it can yeah. literally go just like that. Um, so that does come with so much responsibility and it's something yeah. that, you have to think about to a certain extent so that you don't do anything wrong. But at the same time, if you think about it too hard, you can start getting really like obsessive about it and yeah. stressed about it because it is a scary thing, you know, that many people watching you and the way that the internet just turns is scary. Um, but I think, I mean, in general, if you're, <laughs> if you're a good person and you have good intentions, yeah. you're going to be fine, you know um and a lot of the time things can be um even if they're not fixed with apologies you know there can be explanations for things yeah. that someone thought 
not literally just a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I remember when I, so I've got ADHD, and when I went on my medication, like very near the start when I went on my medication, so must have been the first lockdown, and I was Instagram live with a friend, and I remember a load of people being like, God, you know, he's he's very uptight today. Like, he seems very rude, like, very shut off, stuff like that. And, you know, I, I really questioned it. And I was like, what, why, why is that? Like, what, you yeah. know, what are you thinking? And then I remembered, you know, I've just gone on this new medication where mm. it, you know, some of the side effects, I can get quite irritable on it, like low mood, heightened anxiety, things like that. And... So I think it's really important that when we're watching things, when we're seeing a live, especially something like a live, because it's not edited and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. to remember that this is a person and they've had a long day and something could have happened. We we really just don't know. Like, even Mm -hmm. if it's one of your close friends, I'm sure you're the same. Something can happen in your day or in your life that's not too good or is or is the opposite and is really good. And you just don't end up telling your friends. And even they think the same thing. You're like, even if you think you're super super close it it doesn't mean you know everything and it's still so important to have the same perspective as you would if it was someone random that you you don't know what's going on in their life that's so true so true um at or towards the end of um the podcast we do 10 quick fire questions so i'm gonna throw questions at you you're gonna throw the answers at me um I feel like they always end up not being quick fire so let's see if we can <laughs> a story always comes out on one of the questions okay. but let's try let's try and get through them are you ready <laughs> mm-hmm. okay right favorite place you've traveled to italy dream place to travel to New York. Have you ever met a celebrity? Yes. Who? Ah, who do you count as celebrity? Is there anyone that sticks out where you're like, oh my God, I met them? Oh my God, my brain has just (laughs) completely. uh, I mean, I guess Joe Selgan and Casperly kind of count as celebrities. They're my managers. Yeah. I guess, yeah, they count. I love that. Uh, what's your Starbucks order? Iced caramel latte with oat milk. Okay, I'm iced vanilla latte, so I feel like we're on the same kind of wavelength. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Favourite fast food restaurant? Subway. Does Subway count as fast food? Yeah. Subway. Um, a dream brand to work with. You might have already worked with them. Makeup Revolution. Okay. Um, proudest moment of 2021 so far? Ooh. Um, oh my god my brain has just gone completely completely blank um oh starting a new youtube channel okay i started a true crime youtube channel mm-hmm. um, and that's been going really well and i really enjoy it so that's probably my proudest moment if you could live anywhere where would it be basic but los angeles okay um what do you do in your spare time what's your go-to if you've just got an hour to kill playing with some kind of animal okay any animal I can find dog cat hamster literally got a hamster cage in in the background (laughs) yeah yeah, some small fluffy animal (laughs) right okay and then the last question is how are you going to spend the rest of your day Oh, um, I'm probably going to try to film a TikTok. 
mm-hmm. and rearrange my room because at the minute I am changing everything around getting new furniture so right. one fun task and one slightly more tedious task but yeah. um yes yeah. be done has to be done (laughs) um okay and then at the end of each episode I give a quote and so does our guest so this episode I was looking through Pinterest for a quote that I liked and this one came up and it says um when you think you have nothing left you still have the moon sunsets your favorite music paper to write on warm clothes new starts and your cute self and I really like that because I think that yeah just little things like a sunset that we you know, take for granted each day. So that's my quote. That's the one I've picked. What um, quote have you chosen? Um, one that I really like is uh, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. It's like, yeah. I feel like now that it's winter time and we're, we've been coming out of, you know, a really difficult time with lockdown and everything, yeah. like things feel a bit sluggish, a bit difficult. Things are harder than they probably were before lockdown. But yeah knowing that you know you've got through everything that you've gone through so far and anything that's kind of a hurdle right now by you know if it's something small by tomorrow it's probably going to be a thing of the past if it's something a bit bigger it's not too big to overcome um so yeah I like that one I like that. I like that. Um, Okay, well, we'll leave you with that um listeners flow. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed it yeah absolutely loved it thank you so much for having me it's great amazing thank you for coming on our listeners i will see you next time for another episode goodbye best of luck best of luck best of luck